Welcome to Uncontained, episode 84. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, we have actress and singer Chloe Brown. Today we talk about a movie she just wrapped shooting on called Class Act, along with a sneak peek at a song that's on the soundtrack of the upcoming movie, Boost. We also get a little bit into one of her first roles ever acting as a five-year-old in a horror movie and uh, what that was like on a horror set. Before we jump in, take a listen to the track Bad Doctor by Chloe Brown. How are you doing today, Chloe? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Aaron? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to me. Will you mind just giving a little bit more in-depth look at to who you are? Of course. Well, hi everyone to who's listening. My name's Chloe Brown. I am a singer, actress, and songwriter. I've been working my way up through this crazy artistic industry since I was about five years old and now my main passions are focusing on writing and recording music and also acting in some dramatic and funny films for you all so I hope to be able to talk a little bit more about that later but I'm so excited to be here and talk to you all and let's get this started. (laughs) <laughs> All right, perfect, perfect. You said you've in this since five. I'm guessing was that your role in uh, in um, what was it? Uh, national was that your role in National Treasure, or did you get started before that? I got 
started about a year before that. My first job I was ever part of was as a five-year-old, I was in the film Ominous, and which was a horror movie. Great choice to put a five-year-old in their first film <laughs> in a horror movie. Yeah. Still have nightmares about it, but it was definitely a great learning experience, and it was what really turned me on to becoming an artist and an actress in this industry. So that was the very first thing I did. National Treasure came a year later, and it, it was a small role. So... An ominous at five years old in a horror movie. Did they try to make it not scary for you? Like, so it didn't scar you? Or what was what was that experience like? Yeah, it's funny, actually. They did. They were super nice about everything. My mom was with me on set the whole time because I was so young. I basically played the favorite child in this horror film. So I kind of got the good end of the deal. I was just being given toys and like served pancakes and life was great for me i thought like this is the best job ever and then i uh <laughs> come to realize when i watched the film and like a couple years later i'm not planting flowers chloe you are covering somebody's grave so i think it was more traumatizing of an after fact than it was in the moment in the moment it was like wow, actors just get things, like eat pancakes and have clothes. But it, was, it wasn't too traumatic. That's great. They're like, okay, go plant flowers. And you're like thinking you're planting flowers, but you're really in the movie, like covering up a corpse. Yep, that was it. Two corpses. Wow, wow. A lot of flower planting. But <laughs> uh, so when you were eating the waffles and stuff, was that eating something else? Like like brains or something in a horror movie? or No, it didn't get that graphic. It was more paranormal in nature. So I was actually eating pancakes, but, you know, set food is like <laughs> six and a half hours old. So there's a little scary thing about that as well. <laughs> so it might as well be like an arm or a finger that you're eating. Yeah, might as well. But all right, so so you got that experience in uh, Ominous. Like, how old were you when you found out that uh, what you were doing in that movie was scarier than it was when you were when you were a kid? So I first watched the film when I was ten, which was five years after I originally filmed it, and. No one decided to tell me before I watched the film that I wasn't doing what I thought I was doing. So I watched it with my older <laughs> brothers and my parents, and they're sitting there enjoying it. Like, life's great. That's their kid. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. It was not fun. It was like, what have I done? I've been lied to these past five years. <laughs> It could have been worse. You could have been watching it with your friends and been like, oh, here comes a scene where I plant flowers. And then your friends just like, uh, yeah, no, that's not planting flowers. You are crazy. The, the only good thing about it was it wasn't gory. It was more of just like a psychological horror thriller movie. So there wasn't like graphic things in it. So... I was lucky in okay. that case. It was a great experience to first be introduced to how 
something you act or portray can symbolize something so much greater, even if you don't realize it at the time. Yeah, yeah, and that also shows Hollywood magic as well, how they can take a scene that seems like something else is going on while you're doing it, and through the magic of editing and pacing things together in a certain way, it can be something completely different. For sure, it definitely prepared me for upcoming films, so I'm really excited for that experience and what it gave me for now the future and the movies I'm doing currently. Right on. So how did you go from that to uh, National Treasure, which was, you said you had a small role in that. It was a major motion picture. It was a major motion picture, but I honestly was just an extra in one of the scenes. So it wasn't too important or grueling in my career, to be honest. Fair enough. Starting at such a young age, you know, like you hear the whole thing about all the childhood stars, all the childhood actors. Like, how were you able to stay grounded through that? Well, I'm very lucky uh, for the people I have in my life. My mom has been the biggest influence to me, both because she was, like, as a young child, she danced, but also just she was this amazing mom who raised me to believe that just because you're on set doesn't mean you don't go home and do your homework. And no, you are not above anybody and you are not below anybody. So having someone who instilled such great values in me and such ways of like how to behave was really probably the way I stayed grounded the most. I also try to just be just be a nice person. No one's going to want to work with someone who's unprofessional or who's one of those wild, crazy kids running around set. So to be part of an industry and to be taken seriously, you really just have to show up, know your lines, and leave. You don't go and party and drink and document things that will one day end up on TMZ and yeah did did your parents show you videos of say Macaulay Culkin and the Olsen twins and be like this is how you are not supposed to act I don't really think they showed me videos of how not to act I just think they they expected more from me we would watch those films that made those kids famous as a child I would play like Disney yeah. Channel and that was it like I was expected to be to that level that they acted in that film but I was not expected to be the type of person who was greedy for fame or who wanted to be on the tabloids okay my mom forced me still to continue my education and go to school and she purposely had me kept in check. How did she have you kept in check? Did she have like a uh, hire a bully to pick on you or? <laughs> no, uh, she was always there right by my side on set and she always helped me prepare for things and she kept my career. We both as a team kept my career as that a career and not something okay. that I took advantage of or thought less of just because I was booking roles or not booking roles. It was about, um, did I try? Was I professional? Would they be proud of who I was? 
All right, cool. So it sounds like you had somewhat of a normal childhood along with the Hollywood experience, which is proven to be important. I don't I I don't really think I got the Hollywood experience too much. I was mostly here in Vegas, so where I live. Oh, really? I I recorded okay. in LA and so I'd have to do the drive back and forth, but other than that, I wasn't one of the kids on Rodeo or Beverly Hills 90210, that's for sure. <laughs> so when did you uh, get into singing as well? I started singing probably around the same time I knew enough words to form a sentence. So once I was able to do that, there was really no stopping me when it came to singing. And I was always surrounded by music. My mom would always play the radio and we'd sing or she'd play certain songs to keep me up while she was going to pick up my older brothers from school. Or my uncle was actually in radio, so I would hear just music all the time. The first time I recorded was last year. Okay, okay. So, um... How did you how did you make that transition from being an actor to singer? It was actually really natural for me to transition. It didn't even really feel like a transition because I had been doing both my whole life. But I was actually first classically trained with classical music. I have a great vocal teacher who has taught me so much about just music in general. And... Then I was also part of a kids news broadcast show called Clubhouse News for five years. So having both in my life at the same time was such a great learning experience and blessing for me because it allowed me to grow in both sides of my personality as both a singer and actor and host. Cool. So you kind of are a well-rounded entertainer as well. So you got the host thing, the singer thing, and the whole acting going on at once. Speaking of your acting, you are currently, actually, as we talked just beforehand briefly, you said you just wrapped shooting on the new movie? I did. Uh, what's actually funny is uh, I didn't expect to play the role that I did play, but I had so much fun. I was in the film Class Acts, which actually our Indiegogo account for fundraising campaigns just launched today. So we're hoping to get to festivals and get fundraising for post-production and just get noticed more because it is a very funny comedic film. My character uh, is Christy and She's quite the little sassy girl who has definitely a lot of layers to her personality. So what is the, the premise of Class Acts? Class Acts is basically a high school dramedy comedy about this group of best friends who are guys. And they are trying to win a journalism award for college. And along the way, they get themselves into all these crazy outlandish situations and seem to drag along my character into a lot of them as Christy is their kind of best friend frenemy. So 
it's kind of just a wild journey and ride from there. It's exploring all the different crazy things that ever could happen in high school and that you would never expect to happen in high school all mixed together. So I'm very proud of it. And it's so I think it's going to be really entertaining to watch. You'll have to send me the link to your Indiegogo campaign, and I'll include that in the show notes so people can uh, help get you into get you into festivals. Um, for like somebody who might not have done film or is interested in maybe getting a film that they have into a festival, what does it take to get a film submitted into a festival? <laughs> oh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about that. Ah. Uh... I, I'd know more if it was about like music, but I'm, I think that would be more of a director or producer question. All right. Um, with Class Acts being a comedy, what was it like on set? Was it different than it was for the horror movie when you were five? <laughs> well, first off, my mom didn't stay with me while I filmed it. <laughs> Um, second, Uh I actually remember a lot of the plot (laughs) and, um, it was just a completely different energy. Being five in a film is so much different than being older and actually being able to know like, oh, these are the character relationships and these are the lines I have to have all memorized today and this is what we're filming today it was just much more of an experience that i personally can say yeah i remember all of this and i know what my character was doing in this moment and i know why she made eye contact with this person so it was it was really great on set being able to collaborate with everyone and more of that mature aspect while also being able to just see, wow, I came from here and I've grown to here. And that's what I want. I want every single role I do to be something uh, that challenges me. And the same, I want every single song I do to be uh, more challenging and more diverse and dynamic and something that kind of surprises people and kind of shocks them a little. So that's, that's probably how the differences felt to me. All right, and that and that's that's important to be able to continue to grow and also it's important to know if you're planting flowers you're actually planting flowers in a role now, not not burying a dead body. Now that you know what's going on in the plot. I can <laughs> I can assure you there were no planting of flowers. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um Okay. Cuz everybody can see that on a podcast. That's why I felt I needed to narrate it. I appreciate the narration, but go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Oh no, that was it. There was just no. What What were your air quotes? I interrupted your air quotes. There was like my interruption in your air quotes. Okay, end of air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Um, So. You mentioned uh, growing in your singing. I actually heard a track. We'll we'll get we played uh, "Bad Doctor" at the very beginning of the show. Uh, All right, so we are uh, gonna have a sneak peek at one of your tracks coming up here in a little bit. But uh, do you want to talk about the recording and songwriting process of your new CD? Absolutely. Yeah. 
This song that we're going to be previewing is on the new movie soundtrack for the film Boost by Maurice Hooks, which is a movie about boosting cars. And it's a feature film filmed in Las Vegas that's currently still looking for investors and stuff. So it's still very much of an active project. But I had the privilege to write the song and to record it and they saw bad doctor and they were like hey we have a track would you like to write for it and sing for it and record and songwriting has also been one of my passions since i knew wow singers write their own songs that's amazing so being able to kind of control what was said and give more of a mature tone and kind of grow. And once again, like I said, shock people with this track a little bit as it's much different from Bad Doctor was great. And it was wonderful to be able to collaborate with such a good director of a film that I think will do very well. And I had full creative license, which was something that as any sort of artist, not just musician, it's like the biggest blessing in the world when you get to say what you want to say, when you want to say it, sing it on whatever note you want to sing it. So in that way, being able to kind of just take it where I felt it and where I thought would go well into the storyline that it's going to be placed in was such a cool experience to be on still the side of singing it and recording it, but on the other side of doing the songwriting for it and the producing. And it's just very different from my last track. And I like that I get to grow and expand myself as an artist. And I currently still sing in a choir every day. So getting to explore more genres of music like pop, alternative, R&B style, all the different jazz, all the things that are out there and are offered to me besides classical singing. And why wouldn't you want to? It was just very liberating and honestly one of my favorite experiences I've had so far. You mentioned you sing all different kinds of varieties of music. Yeah. What is it that, uh, what type of music is it that you find yourself singing, I don't know, like in the shower or, well, well, nobody's telling you what to sing. What type of music is that? Well, that's pretty easy. If you hear me singing in the shower, which you probably would, sorry to my brother who used to be my roommate, uh, would be definitely <laughs> pop or alternative music. That being said, what is your, your favorite to record? Does that carry over to that, or do you have a different type of music that's your favorite to record? Well, right now I'm focusing on pop, but as you will see in the preview we play later on, I like experimenting. I like doing all different types of music. I listen to all types of music. Whatever sounds good, I'm open to. So pop right now is probably my main focus, but that's not to say that I haven't or I won't explore other avenues in the future. I have a right. really good, actually high range. Classically, I'm a high soprano, but I can go wow. way low if we're doing like 
modern music or R&B or pop. A little versatility in your range. So with being in the business since you were a little kid and getting into singing and more acting and what what advice would you give to somebody who is looking to get started out in either acting or singing? I think the best advice I could give to someone trying to get into acting or singing or really just into the entertainment industry in general is don't be afraid of hard work. Sometimes you're going to have to miss out on things and decide what your priority is going to be, especially for someone my age. You really have to prove yourself even more when you walk into auditions or are trying to get people to want to record with you or produce with you. And I also think that being able to change and grow and evolve whatever character you play or your sound or even just who you are as a person while still staying authentic to your art that you're passionate about is really important. So it's about having those priorities of knowing where you want to go and knowing what you're going to do and what you want to do to get there. And honestly, the best piece of advice I could say so I don't sound too preachy, is that <laughs> don't don't worry about any of the haters. It's such a cliche thing to say, but it was something that I really had to learn. If they're hating you, that's wonderful, because that means they're probably stalking your social media or looking at your things more. So the the haters are going to hate, but are they going to rate on the charts? You have to do what feels right for you and for what you are trying to achieve in your artistic field. I, I like that. If they're hating on you, that's wonderful. Is that how you phrase that? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not about them. It's about you. Haters are going to be there and they're always going to have people who don't like you. And that was a hard thing for me to come to terms with, especially starting out so young. But they're hating on you, which means they're thinking about you, which th means they're thinking about your work. What work are they doing? Yeah, very true, very true. And they also say, like, if uh, if you have haters and people hating on you, uh, it means you're doing something right. Exactly. That is really good advice. What is it that you are doing to promote yourself, Chloe? I think in terms of promoting myself, since I've started out from such a young age, a huge part for me was networking with people and establishing a good reputation of being professional and being on time and doing my stuff and being respectful. And I think over time from five to now, I've just been able to meet some really incredible people and work with some really incredible people all around the world. And those relationships I've established some being since I was five in this industry, they know now if they need to call me and be like, hey, do you, can you come and do a photo shoot? Or hey, are you interested in writing a song for us? It's, it's good to have that reputation of being someone who could be relied on in an industry where things change like that. 
Like you never know what's going to happen. And I also have my social media. I'm on Instagram at Chloe Brown underscore music. And then my Facebook page also at Chloe Brown music. And I also have a YouTube page, which is Chloe Brown. So that's like all my social media platforms to, to keep up to date with like my music and my acting. And also if there's haters out there, they could go and click on it too. Cause you know, get all the likes you can get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, or if there's haters out there, have them tell their enemies cause they might be cooler than they are. Exactly. Usually so. So over the, over the last, well, since you were five, I know this will be kind of hard. It's not choosing necessarily the highlight, but what is a highlight or two of your career? A highlight for me as an artist would definitely be when I first recorded last year. I had never, I've written songs for so long and I had sang for so long, but I had never actually been in that recording studio and I'd never been able to collaborate with other lyricists and getting to do that and experience what it was really like to be like, hey, if I work hard enough, this could be the rest of my life. Singing into that mic and being in that like small little claustrophobic recording booth was probably one of the most challenging but greatest moments because working so hard and singing, singing, singing for hours and then hearing the finished product I just knew I'm always going to be here. There's not another career that I could ever see myself doing other than that, or at least not, I could never see myself giving up on music or even if I did something else, because there was a part of me that was like, this is what I've been missing. I've written songs, I've performed, I've done all of that. But getting to have that professional experience and then hearing what all your hard work came out to be is not just gratifying, but it's just exhilarating getting to see all that hard work pay off. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. So that that would be quite the highlight, being able to actually get in that booth and record professionally in a studio and that's awesome and i'm looking forward to premiering this little sneak peek of your song but we have another question or two before we do that so (laughs) so what is it that you want your audience to take away when they hear you sing or see you on the big screen acting i think what i want my audience to take away is i want that connection like i if i sing something or portray a character a certain way and one person out there can relate to that or finds meaning in that that is so great because now i have i don't even have to know that person we have a connection based on mutual experience because of something i sang or i acted in and also i like the little bit of a fact that people are never really going to know what to expect from me There's so many different sides. You see me singing a pop tune, then you have more of a dark, mysterious tune, that you have me acting in this, but then I'm acting in this. I like keeping people on their toes and keeping people interested because when you're interested, it gives you inspiration for your life and for if you're a fellow artist for your art. And that's one of the most amazing things. I know I've experienced it. And I don't need 
fame. I want them to know that I don't need them to shout my name in arenas, and though that would be awesome. I don't need them <laughs> to have me splashed all over magazine covers because I sing and I act because I love it. And something you love should be your passion, and that should never change. If you're doing something to do it, your audience is going to feel that. So I want people to feel my passion for every song I put out, every performance I do, every scene I act in, because I enjoy it, and I want them to enjoy it too. Awesome. So you mentioned that when they see you on screen or hear you, it forms like a little bond between you two. Have you had people come up to you like fans and they feel like they know you right away and just come up talking to you like a long lost friend? Um, I've had some experiences to say the least. When my first song came out, I wrote it when I was about 15. And it was called Surprise Party. And I don't think there's a person I've met or who's followed me on the internet who hasn't heard of or heard that song. And I was like, oh, great. It's so popular, you know? And it, you get all those great reactions. And then after a while, I'm just walking down the street or walking somewhere and I see someone who knows me or maybe who doesn't even know me and they start singing it to me (laughs) and it's so cool like I'm so proud that that's something that even happens to me especially being my first song but it's not my favorite song like they could sing Bad Doctor I wouldn't mind they could sing whatever they wanted but that seemed to be the cult following favorite. I don't know what that's about, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, in the future. I well, I'll just go ahead and say it. Hopefully, it doesn't actually happen. But you're walking around, people jump out and just like surprise party, and a party starts happening around you as you're walking down the street. You know, that song came out on my birthday, and I thought that was going to happen. I wrote this whole song about a surprise party. You would have think I was dropping major hints. It's my birthday. There was no surprise party. Oh, that's sad. I know. Then, then did you sing it's my birthday, I'll cry if I want to? No, but that would have been a much better comeback than just why didn't you throw me a surprise party? I literally just released a song called Surprise Party. <laughs> you are terrible at picking up hints, people. <laughs> She wants a surprise party. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully for your next birthday, somebody will throw a surprise party for you and it will all be forgotten. <laughs> so, All right, Chloe, I have one more question for you. But before I ask that question, do you want to give people uh, the information on where they can find you on the World Wide Web? Yeah, of course. Um, you can find me on, I have an Instagram at Chloe Brown underscore music. You can also find me on my Facebook page, which is Chloe Brown, and it is under musician slash band. And you can also go on my YouTube, which is Chloe Brown. All right, great. And as we promised, we have the sneak peek of your new song. So good. Do you want to set it up for people? Yeah, of course. So this song was 
really fun and also different for me to record. It was a much different style than I was used to, but I'm really proud with how it turned out. And I think a few of you are going to be surprised and a little shocked at how it sounds. So it's, this is so good from the movie Boost, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Here's a little sneak peek. All right. Cause I'm a chin like a villain Sip of water, spin land Pull me closer Pull me over Heart being faster Strong I left out Being bad ain't never been So good, no good Ain't looking for the drummer Save the shit Right, so so that is a sneak peek at your new song, So Good. And honestly, that doesn't even sound like the same girl that's saying Bad Doctor. Well, maybe it's not. I, it's, I'm very versatile. We've said it before. Yes, yes. No, I'm not, I'm not accusing you of pulling a Millie Vanilli or anything like that. It just sounds a lot more grown up than the Bad Doctor. So um, congratulations on that new track and actually get into write and record something with full creative license before we move on do you have anything else you want to say about the song no i hope everyone enjoyed the sneak peek and it'll be out soon hopefully this january i think all right perfect perfect so and do you know when the movie boost is coming out there is no set release date yet as they are still filming and in production and looking for investors all right, great, great. So we'll keep our ears open for that, too. You'll have to give me an update, and I'll let people know uh, when that is going to happen as well. So are you ready for the final question, Chloe? I think so. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This is the title question of the show. Chloe Brown, how do you live uncontained? I live uncontained because my music is not meant to be put on other people and it's not meant for accolades. Those are wonderful and those are great, but I make my music because I can't imagine living without it and I can't imagine not making music and not acting. So living uncontained for me is doing what I want, singing when I want, acting when I want, doing both when I want, and keeping that passion there's never been a day when I've said, I don't want to be a singer anymore. I don't want to be an actress anymore. I think living uncontained is being creative and being artistic. Even when people doubt you, and people are going to doubt you, but being un uncontained means, hey, I don't doubt myself. Sucks if it, you doubt me. You're just going to wait and see because, hey, there's no way of containing me my acting, or my music. So you're going to have to deal with me sticking around for a little while. <laughs> All right, perfect. I hope so. All right, thank you very much for joining me on Uncontained today, Chloe. So before we sign off the show, when can people see the movie that you just wrapped, Class Act? They'll be seeing it in 2018. Perfect. I have one final thing for you to do, Chloe. And I have all my guests do this. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show? Oh, absolutely. I'm Chloe Brown, and I live uncontained. 
And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thanks again to Chloe Brown for stopping by and talking with me. And thank you for listening. And uh, make sure you check out the show notes. I have the link to her Indiegogo campaign there to help get class act into movie festivals and also keep an eye open for her on the soundtrack of the movie boost i'll have her indiegogo campaign and all of her contact information in my show notes so let her know you heard her here on uncontained also if you want to support the show please spread the word uh let people know that you heard uncontained and they should too stop by uncontainedpod.com please make sure you click on that amazon banner at the top of that page or or the audible banner that uh, you can get a free trial thank you for listening and as always live uncontained